Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We've talked some about the NBA bubble drama, um, and uh, there continues to be a lot of drama surrounding everything in college football. And in particular, yesterday, uh, there was a lot more discussion about spring football for the Big Ten and for the Pac-12, and also the question of what in the world might happen with the college football playoff. And in particular, Jeff Brom, the Purdue head football coach, came out with a plan that would lay out basically what his basic structure would be. And basically, he sent this to a bunch of different media members and everything else. And the challenge in general is, I just, I don't find any way that if you care about player health, spring football is a viable option at all, okay? And look, I understand some people don't care about player health at all, but I think this thing is going to blow up really quickly uh, in terms of actually happening, which is why I've been arguing and why I feel so bad for Big Ten and Pac-12 fans. You can't cancel the fall. You cannot cancel the fall college football season and expect for there to be a spring at all. That's the argument that I was making to you guys for a long time when I came came out and I said in a straightforward manner, hey, here's the deal. If you cancel the fall you are basically saying college football is not going to come back until the fall of 2021. So you're going to be sitting out for an entire year, and it's going to create all different sorts of major issues. But let's just talk about this idea of spring football in general. For those of you out there who haven't paid attention, so the idea that Jeff Brom floated, and by the way, I don't begrudge anybody trying to figure out creative ways to deal with a situation with the coronavirus that there is no precedent for. So let me just tell you that on the on the upfront. I applaud Jeff Brom for trying to be creative and trying to find a way to make something happen in terms of allowing these guys to play football. 
here are the challenges that I see that are particularly difficult about spring football. First of all, and right now it's only the Pac-12 and the Big Ten that would be potentially trying to do this. First of all, all of your best players aren't going to play. Okay? And that needs to be like the number one line. So if you are Justin Fields, let's say, who is Ohio State's quarterback, there is, I believe, a 0% chance that he plays spring football for Ohio State. If you are in any way a player who has any expectation whatsoever of being drafted, and I believe there were 40 Big Ten players drafted in the 2020 draft. Dub, look that up, actually. Look up how many Big tw- Big Ten and Pac-12 players there were who were drafted, if you would, and uh, and let me know. Because all of those guys, if I am advising them, there is nearly a 0% chance that they play. Nearly a 0% chance that any top player at all make the decision to play. In fact, some top college football players are deciding not to play, even if the fall season is going to happen in the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12. All of those guys who are theoretically going to get drafted are not playing. So right off the front, you are probably going to, I think it's around 70 or 80 guys, you're just completely taken out of the roster. There is no chance that anybody who has a chance to play And in the last year, in 2020, according to Dub, 48 Big Ten players were drafted, 32 from the Pac-12. So my numbers were pretty close. 80 guys, effectively, you're taking off the top, right off the top, that are very unlikely to play. You say, why? Well, because the NFL Combine is the holy grail for these guys in terms of having a chance to get drafted. The NFL Combine right now happens at the end of February, running right into the beginning of March sometimes. Well, you can say, oh, well, the NFL could back that up. Well, if the NFL backs up the combine, you're talking about guys getting their bodies physically beaten up, playing a spring schedule, and then suddenly they're going to show up, try to go through all the combine drills without a couple of months to get in shape and train for them, I'm just telling you there is no way that anybody who has a realistic chance in the NFL is risking their bodies on a spring football season, okay? So that is number one. And I also don't really think the NFL is going to adjust their schedule at all for college football because the guys who run NFL teams want to be able to conduct their interviews. They want to be able to see all these guys at the Combine. They want to be able to have their normal schedule as it pertains to the NFL draft taking place I just don't see in any way that the NFL is going to adjust their schedule in any substantial way, okay? So number one is, for me, when I look at spring football, all of the best players are not going to play. So the overall quality of play is going to be low. The other thing is, you're bringing in a lot of kids out of high school that arrive around January. Are you going to play high school kids in college football games? It seems crazy to me. The bigger issue here, so number one is the quality of players are not going to be very good. Their replacements are going to be super young and not have played hardly at all, some of whom will have just played high school football. Number two, you are requiring this spring football to happen when the weather is atrocious in the Big Ten and when the cold and flu season is typically at its peak. 
let's say you play in January, February, March, which is a tough turnaround, but let's say you do that. That's the earliest you could play. That's when the virus, if we have a quote-unquote second wave, is going to be at its absolute apex. So the chances of there being a lot of safety here is very, very low. Also remember that if you start early, as Jeff Brom wants to do, you're talking about having your guys in camp all through Christmas. Does that seem very fair to basically take away all these guys from their family and what would ordinarily be Christmas uh, time and allow them to be in a, in a training session? It doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense. So the timing of the spring, if anything, is more dangerous. Remember, we're talking about conference play beginning in late September. It's nearly October, and suddenly things are going to be infinitely better by December, and you're going to be able to play. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. If you can play in January, you should be able to play in late September or early October, which is certainly an option that the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12 are taking. Finally, you want to talk about health. The players that are left are going to get their bodies absolutely crushed in playing a spring college football season, having a couple of months off, and then immediately coming back in and playing a fall football season. They are going to be playing more games than the top NFL teams play, and it is an absolutely brutal schedule to try to follow, especially when, again, all of the top players, you're talking about 80 of them probably, maybe more guys who feel like they have a chance to get drafted. You might have 100 guys on uh, in the Big Ten and in the Pac-12 who are deciding to sit out. And you may have a lot of guys who say, hey, I'm fine playing in the fall, but I don't want to play a spring football season because what am I really playing for? I just don't think there's a very strong argument at all for spring football being a viable option. And moreover, if you believe that spring football is a legitimate possibility, to me what should happen is you should go back and reassess why you are shutting down. Because if you think it's going to be safe, as Jeff Brom does, to play football on Big Ten campuses in January, why is it not safe to play in October? There's no logical consistency there. If you're concerned about player health in late September and early October, why do you think things are suddenly going to be better in January? It just doesn't make sense. Now, some of you are like, well, there'll be a vaccine. I hope we get a vaccine soon, and I hope it works 100%, and I hope we have no issues with it at all. But the people who get the vaccine are not going to be college football players. We're not going to go out and suddenly vaccinate the youngest and the most healthy of the population. The vaccine is going to go to elderly people who are dying at much higher rates from the coronavirus. So this idea in general that anything's going to be different in the spring is just fundamentally wrong. And I think if you look at the data in the Sun Belt, in the South in particular, the overall number of infections are declining pretty rapidly. There's good early data out of Alabama where 99, some 99% plus of the students that they're all testing have not had the coronavirus. We had the numbers come out of Notre Dame where hardly anybody has it. If they do a decent job of controlling this in some way on campus when it's still super warm and people are outside a lot, 
in the early fall in August and September on these college campuses. I don't think you can eradicate the virus completely, but I do think the overall infection rate can be managed on college campuses, and that's in the early fall. I think in the winter when everybody goes inside is when the danger would really exist, and this goes to my number one issue with the Big Ten and the Pac-12 deciding to shut down. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand how you can open up college campuses, how you can allow kids out there to go to class, to live in dorms, to eat in student cafeterias, to do all of those things, and how you can allow athletes to continue to train for 20 hours a week in the weight room, running routes, doing drills uh, associated with their sport, and then you're taking the games away from them. The idea that there's going to be much transmission from the games themselves seems to me to be very, very low. So whatever fears you have, I just this, this does not seem like a logical decision that is being made by the Big Ten and the Pac-12. I think they gave in to fear porn, and I think the idea that they're going to play in spring is very unlikely. But if they are going to play in the spring, then I think it reinforces the fact that the decision to cancel in the fall was the wrong one. Because if you can play in January, why can't you play in October and November? It doesn't make any sense to me at all. I, I, I just think I applaud Jeff Brom for trying to think creatively at Purdue and come up with a way to play college football. But I think his plan just further elucidates the errors and logical fallacies that are involved in the decision-making that came from the Big Ten and the Pac-12 leaders. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestein tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their redestine test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome in Geico Outkick Studios. We are rolling with the Major League Baseball season, and as we roll with the Major League Baseball season, we go and hang out with our guy John Morosi, who is our Major League Baseball insider. And John, if I'm not mistaken, you are in Chicago getting ready for a game in Wrigley Field. I know you've been doing sort of a regional travel uh, nexus there in the Midwest. What's it going to feel like to be in Wrigley without any fans present? That has to be kind of an eerie feeling, and I guess you can still look out into the rooftops, right? They have people watching from uh, from the rooftops, if I'm not mistaken. And also, there's been some rumor that the Cubs may want to try to get fans in. Am I correct about that? What's going on uh, in Chicago as you get ready for tonight's game? Well, that certainly could happen, Clay. And there's been a lot of talk recently about uh, potentially MLB uh, getting fans back into some ballparks. We'll see if that ends up being the case there as we get towards September. But I think overall, the, the Cubs, other teams, I think have done a very good job of maintaining uh, health of the, the players and the staff that have been in the ballparks. I've been now to games in Cincinnati twice, in St. Louis once as well. Uh, so I've, I've had a chance now to see what the atmosphere is like in the ballparks. But you're right. We have still seen uh, some fans around the rooftops there uh, for, for the Cubs. And so you'll still probably see some fans there present, able to watch from outside the ballparks. Interesting, different 
different ballparks do have those vantage points where you see fans able to, to peer in from different, uh, as they would call them back in the day, the, the knot holes, so to speak, that you can see through the fences. So that's part of it. And, and I think overall, uh, baseball's done an excellent job with testing, with, uh, with the, the overall planning of things. Yes, the Cardinals have had some issues the last couple of weeks, but I think by and large, I think 28 of the 30 teams have had excellent health since the start of the season. So you've got to credit baseball there. And, and I think the, the different teams now making their individual decisions. And we'll see, Clay, as we get towards September, probably wanting to get the Cardinals back on the field first. But once that happens, and if you get a, uh, a week or ten days of good health and, and no positive tests, maybe then we'll start to see more fans actually in the stands here as we get towards September. I'm fascinated by this, and I'm curious if you feel it as a guy who covers Major League Baseball. It feels like the sports media descends and just is like a bunch of sharks all taking a hunk uh, of, of somebody in the ocean, right? And, and it's like, oh my God, this feeding frenzy is never going to end. And then... It's like it all of a sudden miraculously disappears because when the Marlins came out with their positive tests, I mean, you would have thought it was Armageddon for baseball. Everybody sort of came in and attacked baseball over their plans. Uh, You couldn't escape the coverage. And now it feels like, I know you mentioned the Cardinals still have their issue, but it feels like the media has just kind of moved on. And I, you know, so I watch Major League Baseball every night in my house because my nine-year-old is obsessed with the Atlanta Braves. So we're watching three hours every night. Well, the Braves have now played 20 games, right? They're a third of the way through the season, and I know they've had a smooth go, and there are other teams that have not had smooth goes. But it feels like, hey, this 60-game season in some way, which I'm going to get to in a minute with you, but it feels like the negative attention has kind of evaporated I don't hear much, you know, ripping of the St. Louis Cardinals or anything else. Do you get that sense as a guy covering baseball that it's like all of the sports media that was so negative and descended on baseball has kind of evaporated because baseball said, you know what, we're going to keep playing. And once Rob Manfred said we're not canceling, it was like it was suddenly they realized there was a backbone there and they weren't going to get maybe the result that they wanted. Do you feel like that or is it just me? Well, I, I, a couple things. Number one, the, the reality, Clay, is this, that uh, as you've seen, yes, the Marlins had to have some games postponed. Same thing with the Cardinals. 28 out of the 30 have done an excellent job. Yeah. And, and, yes, there was the issue in the last week or so with the, the Cleveland Indians and, and their players now on the restricted list because they had broken the, the COVID protocols uh, over the weekend in Chicago. So there have certainly been some issues. But I, I think what we're seeing is, uh, by, by and large, the wisdom of so far at least – going with the the non-bubble situation. By doing that, the fact that there was an issue with the Marlins uh, or the Cardinals has nothing to do with the Dodgers, has nothing to do with the Giants. And so while there were positive tests in those areas, the reality is the rest of the league was able to continue. And I think that, to me, is, is a really crucial point here, is that the, the overall league is able to still do their business despite the fact that you've got in those certain areas um, uh, positive tests and delays in the schedule. So I think we're seeing, Clay, maybe people around the, the industry and, and media fans realizing that, okay, there's actually a really good chance that this season is played, and, and maybe you're going to have the independent locations of the teams for the regular season, but then during the playoffs, you will see them potentially go to a bubble, which has been reported on in the last week or so by Jeff Passan and others. You're going to be able to, to have that, uh, that situation where maybe you go to that centralized location where I, I believe for the playoffs it makes more sense. The regular season, the fact you're trying to get everything in, uh, I think actually having the, the players in, in various sites around the country probably hedges your bet 
bets a little bit from that standpoint and allows uh, the teams to be able to actually get the games in uh, while those that have struggled with the positive tests are idled and hopefully now coming back soon. All right, so how, do the, how does Major League Baseball handle, let's say, the Atlanta Braves who have played 20 games and the Cardinals who have played five, six, whatever you want to say, and the Marlins who are playing you know, 12 or 13 games? Are they going to be able to catch up? Is this just a thing where they go to win percentage? Because right now you're looking around, you're like, okay, the NL East leader is the Miami Marlins. They're, uh, they've got a pretty good winning percentage. They've been a very much of a surprise but they've played seven or eight less games than the Braves. And I know the Braves are going on the road uh, this weekend starting a series with the Marlins, so maybe it ends up resolving itself. But an expanded postseason, who makes the playoffs going to be fascinating. Have you gotten a sense of what Major League Baseball is going to do if they can't catch up with the Cardinals and the Marlins, for instance, as it pertains to playing 60 when other teams might be able to? Great question, Clay. I think what we're, what we're going to see here is MLB likely going to a situation where they decide things on winning percentage. If you have a certain number of games played, uh, maybe it's going to be 50, maybe it's going to be 55, I don't think you're going to see everybody get 60 games in. That, that, to me, seems pretty apparent. The Cardinals right now, Clay, would have to play 55 games in 45 days. Yeah. I, I just don't think that's mathematically 10 doubleheaders uh, without an off day. Uh, that's just, to me, I think a little too challenging. So, I think overall the commissioner will find whatever number that is and set it and then just try to get as many teams that number to qualify for the playoffs. And they'll say, okay, the best eight winning percentages in each league who have played 50 games go to the playoffs. And while that might not necessarily be totally fair, we're in an area where the sports world and sort of deciding these playoffs is probably never going to be fair in 2020. And so I think to have, uh, at least if you're able to get to that level, if you're the eighth best team or the ninth best team in your league, uh, you're probably right around 500. Uh, it, I would find it hard for me to argue and say, well, you shouldn't have been able to, uh, or, or you, you had to certainly deserve the playoff spot when in a normal circumstance you wouldn't have been close to getting one. So I think overall that's why there was wisdom in setting it up with eight teams making it in each, in each league. That allows for some more flexibility with the number of games played. If a team gets off to a bad start or gets hit by COVID, as the Cardinals did, and are missing key players for the for the key part of the season, uh, it allows everybody to get a little bit of flexibility and play enough games, so that way you're able to get in there and and have what what I believe would be a pretty representative season by the end. We're talking to John Morosi. We're coming up on which is crazy, I think, for a lot of people out there. They're like kind of a record scratch moment. We're coming up for a lot of these teams on a third of the way through the season, which is uh, you know amazing how quickly it's happened. You know, a lot of teams around 20 games. Who do you think have been the best teams in the AL and the NL through 20 games? And is there any kind of projection from you going forward that you would reassess maybe who you think is projected to go to the World Series? I know it's a crazy year, but is there anything that's been stunning to you? Any teams that have been truly you know, a lot better than you anticipated or a lot worse as we come up on uh, what is nearly the third of the way through the season, Mark? Clay, there have been surprises everywhere. <laughs> that, that, to me, has been one of the really unique things about the, the league overall this season. The Marlins uh, coming back after they had their season uh, put on hiatus because of COVID, they have played very well near the top of the National League East. The Rockies have had one of the best run differentials in baseball. They have challenged the Dodgers now atop the NL West. The Cubs playing a lot better than I expected in David Ross's first season. That has been 
I think, very notable and a surprise. The Baltimore Orioles, a team that really no one expected much of this year, they have been very competitive in the East of the American League. So I think there's actually been a lot of surprises. In fact, I think earlier this week, at one point in time, the three teams that are the top three picks in this year's MLB draft, the Tigers, Marlins, and Orioles, all would have been in the playoffs. So that's the combination of short season, more playoff berths, Huge surprises, I think, overall. So I've been very, I think, impressed with the way that teams have played the competitiveness. And I think actually younger teams, Clay, with players who have a lot to prove, are bringing a lot of hunger, I think, to this season with a lot, I think, on the line for them individually as a team. I think that's maybe why you're seeing some of these up-and-coming teams playing so well. And the Braves, you mentioned watching the games there with your son. I think they're a team that they're, of course, without Acuna for the weekend with a wrist injury. And Soroka has been out, of course, with the terrible Achilles injury, but overall, a nice blend of young talent. They're probably going to have to rely on their young pitching more than a little bit earlier than they expected, but I think overall, a team has now won the division back-to-back years. I think they are playing better than I expected they would. Uh, of course, getting Nick Marcakis back in light of the fact that Acuna is out has been very, very important for them. We're talking to John Morosi. Reinforce for me, because I bet a lot of my listeners are similar to me. I know Major League Baseball has expanded the postseason, and we just talked about the difficulty on the fact that you may not have everybody playing 60 games. But how many teams from the NL and the AL are going to make it now, and how much different is it going to look in the postseason? How many teams are, are, are we talking about? I don't. I think that's kind of slid under the radar because they didn't change the rule until basically baseball came back and there's been so much chaos going on. What is this going to look like for fans? The NL and the AL is going to resemble what come the postseason? Well, it's going to be fascinating, and it's going to resemble the NBA and the NHL playoffs with eight teams making it in each league. I think that's going to be very unique, and, and it's going to be the most teams ever that we've ever seen in a baseball postseason, maybe in almost any, any baseball league in the world. I mean, it's going to be a very unique set of circumstances from that standpoint, and, and I, I think it'll be healthy. Uh, that first round will be uh, abbreviated, certainly shorter than the rest of the rounds, just to make sure that that, that round can get in, but I, I think once that happens, it, it's going to be a sprint, and now now the, the, the conversation, Clay, with those eight different first-round series will be where are they all played? Do you go, and I think some of these details will still be worked out a little bit based on where the, the realities are with COVID at that point in time in the fall. Do you have all of the series, the entire playoffs, in one spot as you've done uh, with the NBA? Do you go two spots, uh, two bubbles, so to speak, as you've done with the NHL? Or do you do uh, home, like the top seeds hosting the first round and then you go into the second round uh, from there. So basically having all the, the games in the first round at one site to minimize the amount of travel days and, and days that you overall need, because the commissioners talked about trying to avoid playing games in November around the country for COVID reasons. So uh, I think while they are expanding the playoffs, I think for all the right reasons, they're also trying to get these games in and as narrow of a time as you can, which I believe they'll do. I, I think it'll be a, uh, I think a good job overall of kind of compressing the schedule as much as they can while also adding the, the the different games in there. So it should be very interesting. I, I can't wait to see how, how it all plays out, but it, it'll be that, that excitement, and, and you'll see uh, the potential of a, of a major first-round upset between a number one seed number eight seed. Those types of things, I believe, uh, will be out there, and, and those, those teams that have had to play well at the very end of the regular season to be able just to qualify for the playoffs, like those will be very, very dangerous teams. It would not surprise me if you saw a seven or an eight seed advancing uh, even without having home field advantage. Last question for you, and I appreciate you, John Morosi, our Major League Baseball insider. We kind of hinted at it earlier. What do you think the chances are that by September 1 we start to see some fans present in some of these Major League Baseball stadiums? 
I think it's possible. I think that for me, Clay, the next week to 10 days will be crucial uh, to see. I, I, for me, from from baseball standpoint, uh, externally, it's hard for them to justify putting fans in the stands if they don't have uh, a, a solid week or 10 days of, of fully negative tests around the league. Right. I think that the, the Cardinal situation has made the optics of that very difficult to, to all of a sudden uh, put fans in the stands when you're still just trying to get one team back on the field. Uh, so I think if the Cardinals come back successfully and they're able to play for a week or 10 days, I, I think then you're able to potentially uh, look to the future where you're able to actually get, get things going and, and have fans in the stands. One of the great ironies, Clay, as you know, would be if you had, uh, for example, in Michigan where I live, if you had Ford Field with fans in it for the NFL and then next door at Comerica, no fans. Uh, so outside venue for baseball, no fans. Inside venue for football, fans. That, that, that to me is going to be a – and we don't know for sure what all the NFL is going to look like. Certainly you know better than me. But it's, it's going to be a very interesting set of circumstances to see how the, all that unfolds. And I, and I do think it's possible, but you can't really have that conversation uh, about September games with fans, Clay, I believe, until you've had a really good run of consistent – negative testing for the whole league, and if you do that for a, a, maybe a week at least, maybe closer to two weeks, which should give us enough time here at the end of August, then maybe as September gets underway, you're able to potentially uh, have fans in the stands. Good stuff as always, my man. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the Wrigley Field tonight. Clay, thanks so much for my friend. Always love catching up and uh, look forward to, to getting up more of our sports here back here in the, in the weeks to come. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their general tires test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back in. Hope all of you are having a fantastic start to your Friday morning. We are rolling through here with Outkick. Want you to know that we, as always, are in the Geico Outkick studios. And uh, this story, I saw it, and I said, "Look, I've been saying this for a while. The number one threat to sports not existing is guys who can't stay away from girls. This number one threat, whether it's high school." <laughs> whether it's college, whether it's pros. And a lot of jokes have been made about NBA bubble players trying to sneak girls in, Major League Baseball players. Will they stay in the hotel or will they go out? Will they stay away from girls? College, even more so, if you watch almost all of the outbreaks that we've seen in college, have been related to parties. Why do you go to a party? Because girls are there. Now... In the NFL, we have a ridiculous situation. You're trying to make a team with the uh, w- with the Seattle Seahawks. You know how hard it is to be uh, to, to to even make it in the NFL at all, especially if you're rookie uh, a rookie. This guy, cornerback Kima Silverand, I believe is how you pronounce his name, was cut this week 
after he was caught on video trying to sneak a female visitor into the team hotel. Crazier than that, the woman was wearing Seahawks gear in an attempt to disguise her as a player. It obviously didn't work, and they ended up catching this uh, this player trying to sneak a girl in. But this goes already with what we've seen with Lou Williams going to Magic City and claiming he was going to get chicken wings. The number one threat to every sports league is guys trying to sneak girls into the bubble. Because guys aren't trying to sneak other guys in. It's always girls. And I don't think, like, imagine that the WNBA, let's say, or if women, like the NWSL, like the Women's Soccer League, the WNBA, they never seem to have issues where, like, nobody's sitting around like, oh, you know, the WNBA, those guys, they're they're going to try to sneak guys in. You can't trust them at all. And I don't think anybody thought that about the NWSL at all, but every single male league, Every single guy out there sitting around listening to us right now, they're like, yeah, dudes are going to try to sneak girls in. 100%. And I told you this the minute that the NBA bubble started. I said, the minute these dudes get in the bubble, the single guys, the first thing they're going to start talking about is, I wonder how we get girls in here. Very first thing, beyond a shadow of a doubt, they're going to get bored. And they're going to try to figure out how to break, puncture the bubble. Not necessarily with themselves. Like, I don't think they're willing to risk leaving the bubble themselves. But I think they're certainly willing to risk trying to get girls in. And think about this. This dude has played football his entire life. He's with the Seahawks, hoping to make hundreds of thousands, if not potentially millions of dollars. And he decides that he needs to try to sneak a girl in as a rookie. This isn't Russell Wilson trying to sneak Sierra in. Sierra, however you pronounce her name. Because I guarantee you they'd be like, Russell, you can't do that. But they're not going to do anything to him. This is a rookie. What I always say about sports is this. So long as your talent exceeds your problems, you will always be employed. When you're a rookie in the NFL, unless you are a super high draft pick, your problems better be minimal because there's a lot of people hoping to get a gig in the NFL. And that's especially the case right now when you can't even play preseason football games. So the young guys trying to distinguish themselves and prove the talent that they've got, they don't even get the opportunity to get on the field and do that. So you have to be even more buttoned up than you would ordinarily be and not do stupid stuff that gives a team a reason to get rid of you. I guess if you're going to get released, this is an all-time story. Especially if you end up getting married to this woman. It's probably a little bit risky as to whether or not they're going to get married. But it's a great story for the kids one day. Dad loved mom so much he was willing to sneak her into the hotel dressed like a man. (laughs) Can you imagine? Can you imagine that relationship? And how about the self-respect on the girl? You're gonna I I, I want to see this video so badly. What like 
how what percentage of women if a guy says hey I need you to dress up like a man and probably all she did was like put on some Seattle Seahawks gear probably put a hoodie on try to cover her face a little bit but even still what percentage of women are that like willing to sneak into a hotel you, I, I just, I think most women would be like, hey, if she cared about him at all, she'd be like, shouldn't you be trying to make the team? Don't you think that you might get cut and your NFL career might be over if we get caught doing this? And it also makes me wonder, is this commonplace with the Seahawks? Did this dude think of this all by himself or have other players been able to sneak in girls, and he thought he could get away with it too. Is this the crime of the century, or is everybody doing the same thing? Regardless, this is the biggest danger to all the bubbles popping out there. Sneaking girls in. NBA, it could happen. Sneaking girls in, all these Major League Baseball teams on the road in hotels, it could happen. Probably really easy to do that comparably. All of this college football, all this, the leagues that are still trying to play, the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12, the biggest danger. Guys trying to sneak girls in, not listen to their coaches, taking risks, trying to get girls to dress up like dudes and sneak them into your hotel rooms or your dorm rooms. All this is absolutely crazy. But that's what just went down in... Seattle. So whatever you do, if you're trying to play out there, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Just don't be an idiot. Just, this is such a perfect story. And if you are going to be an idiot, at least do it for one of the Hard Knocks teams. Hard Knocks, nobody watched Hard Knocks. They had the opener uh, surrounding the uh, the Chargers and the Rams. A lot more people probably would have watched Hard Knocks if they had known that there was going to be uh, side chicks, groupies trying to get into the hotel, sneaking in as players, I'd watch that video. If you're going to do it, at least do it with hard knocks so we can get some entertainment out of it. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.